Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. I want you to use Ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official Ombudsman of the Just Press Play Podcast. You like apples? All right. Welcome into another edition of the Just Press Play Podcast. Of course, it is the 15th, so that means a new feed. We are recording this. We're recording this on the 13th, but as you're hearing it, if you've listened on the day it came out, July 15th, 2021. And we got quite a few. First off, let's let's see who we got joining us today. We got LJ and Pops, yep. normal crew. Hey. And then Uncle Tone is back. back. Hey, what's going pew, on, pew, pew, Uncle pew. Tony? In the house. What's, what's up, gentlemen? What's up? What up? It's it's been a little while. It's good. It's good to have you back on to catch up a little bit. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Um, we got a lot to talk about. There's a lot going on. We got some headlines to do, and then of course, winners and losers and I don't know where we're going to go today. There's a lot of good stuff. But before we get into some of that, I have a story that I don't know if you guys are aware about that I thought was very interesting. Y'all, y'all want me to indulge you? Yes, please. please. So uh, the Olympics is getting ready to start up and Olympic basketball. I don't know if we want to talk about NBA uh, mm-hmm. or uh, America's Olympic team. That mm. might come up in winners or pr- pr- <laughs> mm. yeah. more more close to losers, but um, we'll get to that later. But I wanted to tell you a story about it. Would you believe me if I told you that after the breakup of the USSR, the newly freed nation of Lithu- Lithuania could not afford to fund its basketball team for the 90, 1992 Olympics? So no. the Grateful Dead funded their team. Yo. Would you believe me if I told you that? Yo, get it, Grateful Dead. <laughs> And and with that with that uh, just intro to the story, you want me to tell you the story because it's it's a pretty good story. I mean, yeah, is that true? That. Or are you yanking our chain? Yes, yeah, is this is this, this is not a, this is not an LJ game. No, this is not an LJ game. This is a factual, a real thing. So the the way it happened was back in 1990 or so is when they figured out that the Lithuania. I don't know when uh, exactly the breakup of the USSR was, but around 1990 or so is when they realized, oh, we're not going to be able to fund. The Olympic team, which was actually a decent team, they're not like probably not winning gold, but they they were a decent team. They had some pride in their basketball. Ninety two Olympics were Atlanta, is that right? I that don't I don't know. It's okay. the dream team. Well, then, wherever the dream has team Lithuania beat the uh, U.S. team this year so far. I mean, everybody else has. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, so the way it got around is so they told the team that they probably weren't going to be able to go, and the team was, uh, as you can imagine, pretty bummed out, and the team. On there had included a seven foot three center. I'm probably going to mispronounce his first name, Dad, but you would know. 
Aridas Sabonis, the big Sabonis, Arve- the original yeah, Sabonis. Sabonis. Yeah, I can't remember his first name, but yeah. Arvedas. So Sabonis. I only know stories about him. He supposedly was like this huge guy that could pass, and there's he has a son that's in the league now who's really good. And so, But he was on the team, and he was on the uh, Golden State Warriors at the time, and somehow story got out. And so a local sports writer, George Shirk, wrote an article in the San Francisco Chronicle talking about how this Lithuania team, that's not a bad team, will not get to play just because they don't have money. They just the, the country doesn't have money to fund it. The Grateful Dead's PR manager, Dennis McNally, saw the story and showed it to band members. And the Dead, being a band that's all about freedom and celebration, thought this story is all us. So they cut not only did they cut a huge check. They had their designer send a box of tie-dyed T-shirts in red, yellow, and green, which are Lithuania's national colors. And the shirts featured a skeleton dunking the basketball. And then, get this, the team actually won bronze. They lost to the Dream Team in uh, the semifinals. And so there's pictures. I can send it in the Slack, but there's pictures of this team in the bunch of tie-dye that was sponsored by the Grateful Dead. I think Dead I remember that medal. now that you That's say so that. Cool. Do you? Yeah, I kind of remember that. Yeah. For anybody listening who, who's kind of like, maybe I remember or they just want to see the jerseys, they will be posted when we post this to social media. The pictures will be included, but I'm not going to give any context to what they are. <laughs> I'm just going to say, if you know, you know. So like, you'll know if you've listened to the pod already. If not, you'll see the pictures, and now you know what these pictures are referenced to. But I, I thought that was a fake story, and so I did some googling around, and nope, it's as real as it gets. That's cool. Yeah. Shout out to the Grateful Dead. All right, we got to talk. Speaking of basketball, we got some finals talk to do. But real quick, let's toss it to uh, a sponsor. One thing that I've really grown to despise what is that brother andrew over the years is sports commentating oh okay and it's it's some might call it irrational okay but here's my thing about it okay okay in the age of the internet okay where where every everything is at our fingertips yeah right the old modus operandi if you will i will of of the of of media yeah of of mainstream media right um, is vastly different than it has ever been before. No longer do we really need local news stations in Little Rock. Right, or right? big collaborations of sports casting. We do not need these things anymore right. because the information is at your fingertips and the people can communicate to one another in ways that they've never been able to before. How? how? There's this app. Okay. Okay. I'm listening. Brand new cutting edge technology. Okay. It's called Spotify Green Room. Spotify Green Room. Spotify Green Room. Okay. Now here's what it does. All right. You can be sitting here watching the watching the game, right? And you're sitting here watching. Let's say you're watching the NBA playoffs, yeah. right? And you're just so tired of listening to Joe Buck and talk about the Pistons, right? Of course. Um, or or the the, the 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 Mavericks, right? Right. Obviously, yes. Um, it's just it gets it's droning on yeah. and on. He's throwing out these these stats and these st- statistics, right? Stats where's and the, statistics. Where's the where's the soul? Uh, there's none. Where is the authenticity? There's none. I got it for you. Okay. Spotify Green. Spotify Room. Green Room. So, Spotify Green Room. Yeah. Is that? I mean, is that? I mean, do you know? Is that a free audio only social media platform for it sports is. fans? It is. And can I mean, if I really wanted to, could I start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to the biggest news, rumors, and games? Not only can you, that's 
literally the whole point of the thing. That's the oh um well I mean but could I talk with other sports fans, insiders, athletes, and executives? Here's the here's the coolest part about it yep. is that you absolutely can. It becomes wow. an interactive experience watching the game. Wow. When you're sitting here on your couch watching them watching Joe Buck talk about the Mavericks and the Pistons, right? Going into the NBA Finals, right? Right? You don't. You 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 turn it. You go get another beer, right? Right? You go to the bathroom, right? You go you go run down to the store. I don't even the watch store. the game anymore. Don't even watch the game anymore. It doesn't matter because it's boring. Not anymore. Not anymore because now you can bring the conversation, yeah, to your living room. Wow. How do I do that? Get on your phone. Okay. Literally right now. Okay. Do you have an iPhone? Uh, no. Android. Do you have an? You have an Android. I have an Android. If you have an Android or an iPhone, okay. Go on the App Store. Okay. And download Spotify Green Room. It's as simple as that. You make a quick little uh, profile, and you can start streaming yourself. I mean, I'm definitely going to follow other, uh, what was it, uh, sports fans, insiders, athletes, and executives in real time. They're all on there. I'm definitely going to do that. Every single one of them. That's amazing. I am downloading this as we speak. And I, I'm i so glad that I could that I could bring it to your attention. Thank you, Brother Andrew. You're absolutely welcome. Spotify Green Room. Get blessed in the ears. All right, now let's talk a little NBA final. So as we are recording this, the Suns lead the series 2-1 to one over the Milwaukee Bucks. Game 4 is scheduled for Wednesday night in Milwaukee. So as the time this podcast releases, Game 4 will have happened. So there will either be a big-time 3-1 lead that is hard to overcome, or we are knotted up at 2-2. Two, two. Uh, I guess, Pops, we can. I, I wanted to go to you first. The, you know the old saying goes, the series hasn't started until a road team gets a win. So as we're recording this, the series hasn't started because it's been all all <laughs> wins. What has been your thoughts? I, the overwhelming thing so far has been uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, who looked like he tore his ACL less. Like I think it was eleven days ago, has been just. I don't know if he's got the Adrian Peterson gene, but he looks totally fine. <laughs> um, what, what's your thoughts watching the finals well, so I, far? Well, I, I know that I've said previously on this pod that I don't know that I would want Antetokounmpo to be my uh, star of yeah, my yeah, team. Yeah. I'm going to renege on that statement. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm backtracking I'm, on I'm that statement. I'm going to back off on that. But, but, but also something I said that I think has a little validity, where did he score his points uh, last game? He scored 28 of his 41 points in the paint. And he scored his other 13 on the free throw line. So he actually shot pretty well last game. Well, because he's shooting in the paint. I mean, he's seven foot, whatever, crazy athlete. And I think they're utilizing him right now. I mean, he is unstoppable underneath. They listen to the pod. They listen to the pod. I I mean, I'm probably going to be called to be the next coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. uh, (laughs) Maybe assistant coach, but. It's a yeah. tale as old as time, right? <laughs> get, get to uh, the basket. But, I, you yeah. know, and, and so I've really been impressed with him. And I, I will say, I think that in, but the kid's name is is Drew, right? It's Drew Holiday. It's spelled like Drew. Drew. It's not spelled the conventional Drew with D-R-E-W or however you want, but it's it's J-R-U-E. So, But it's still Drew it's Holiday. Drew Holiday. I think, Kevin, I think he's the key because – you could see him bother, who I think is a fantastic point guard in CP3. He bothered CP3 with that defense. And uh, yeah. I think if – if and of course, he was 5 of 5 or 5 of 6 from 3, which is a little unusual for Holiday. But I just think Holiday is probably the key to this series. If he can play defense like he did and score a little bit 
you know, on the side. Antetokounmpo seems unstoppable. I, I don't think, especially, especially with, is it Sarek? Is the kid's name Sarek? That t- Sarich. It's Sarich. Sarich. The C is pronounced. Well, I mean, without yeah. him, Kaminsky's worthless. I'm just, I'm sorry. They Basically, they have DeAndre Ayton, and then behind him, there's nobody. There's nobody. And yeah, Kaminsky, I think Kaminsky also knows. I don't think he played a lot in the regular season. I, Frank Kaminsky was a great college was a player great in Wisconsin. college player. <laughs> he is a bench warmer in the NFL. I mean, the NBA. And you know what? There's no. I, I would love to be a bench warmer in the NBA. So I'm not like downplaying it. Yeah, I think all, you might even make more money no than you do doing this, in. Kef. But um, uh, <laughs> uh, Mike's also on a chicken's ass. But uh, <laughs> um, it, I, I think you're. This could. It's interesting where we are with the series at two one because this could really be. Everyone, the media loves narratives, and this could be the Chris Paul redemption tour. It's 30, whatever, he's 36 or 35. He never been to the finals, and now he's got there with this young team, and he's the leader, and he wins. Or it could definitely be the Giannis putting himself on the all-time list because he scored – the first game was 20 – he had 20 and 17 and 4, which sounds – it was a bad game for him, but 20 and 17, would you'd normally take it. The last two he went – 42, 12, and 4, and 41, 13, and 6. I was just, I saw a stat on Twitter. Players in NBA history with multiple games of 40 points, 10 rebounds, and 5 assists. LeBron, 5. Giannis in his last two consecutive games. Shaq twice, John Havlicek twice, and Jerry West twice. So Pretty short list. Giannis is on it. It was interesting. They did ask him. There was like, I think Michael Jordan's the only one that had I, in the Suns, 91 Suns, whatever the, the, the series where Michael Jordan beat Charles Barkley in the finals, he had like five straight 40-point games. And so Giannis theoretically could threaten that because the game, the series has to go at least six if the Suns went out or if the Bucks went out. And they asked him about, they were like, Michael Jordan's the only person that did this in the finals. You think could, his first answer was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not Michael Jordan. I'm not Michael Jordan. I'm Giannis. I, I'm just me. I would love to do that, but yeah, he's Michael Jordan. Yeah. But he has a chance to do some historical things, and I think you hit it on the head, pops. I don't. Aiden can slow him down. He can't stop him, but he can slow him down. But if he gets in foul trouble, which he hasn't done most of the playoffs, but he also hasn't guarded the guy like Giannis, they have no one. As soon as Aiden went out, Giannis was just like, "Okay, I'm just gonna." He looked like Shaq playing against a little league team. He's just dunking on him every <laughs> chance he got. So, so what should be Milwaukee's game plan? Right? I mean, attack Aiden, attack Aiden, attack Aiden. I mean, get well, him and foul I thought trouble. Giannis was really impressive in game in game three. I thought he was really impressive where he kind of got because it was clear after game two they lost and he went crazy and they lost that game. But it was clear he's going to need, like you said, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton's a big one. He's going to need them to pitch in. Mm-hmm. And in game three, he almost – I'm not comparing him to LeBron because he's different. He's more Shaq-esque than he is LeBron mm-hmm. style. But he kind of started the game – I think he had four assists in the first quarter where he was getting other guys involved because he knew, I'm going to get mine on this team whenever I decide to do it. And if he's got that in his game, that's something we didn't really see before. And that's why both of us were like – you know, we love him. He's a real good player, but we don't want him to be the guy on our team. And that's why we're backtracking because all of a sudden he looks like he cannot be stopped and he's also getting guys involved. I think the Bucks really have a shot at making this a fun series where 10 day or four days ago it looked like it might be Suns in four or five. And so I'm, in, I'm intrigued by the rest of the series. I'm just, we're going to have to get a quick press of this podcast out to Milwaukee before game four because I don't know how the Bucks are going to do this without Coach Liff out there. That's right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. yeah. 
You're you're, you're right, to. LJ. Coach Bud, co- uh, Bud uh, with the Bucks, Coach. Um, we're, what we'll do for you, you're hearing this now. You're hearing it a little earlier than everyone else. We'll <laughs> clip this part out. Yeah. We'll send it straight over to you. We're, we'll uh, red eye it right over to you. <laughs> we'll mail so it. So you can hear this part. <laughs> and then the, the, the rest of the, the viewers will get it. Or yeah. listeners. On the fifth. So yeah. I, I want to surprise you guys a second here because I know I am not the, the, the best NBA fan or fanatic. But here's some things I've noticed. I've been I've been following Milwaukee sports for a little while. Uh, but okay. ours was, was throwing for the breweries. He's now throwing for the Blue Jays. But – I was reading a lot of sports on that. And one thing I've noticed in the playoffs in this, I don't want this to sound like a homer, but it seems like when Bobby Portis scores uh, or plays 10 or more minutes, 10 or more minutes, they have a significant chance at winning a ball game. I think it goes back to what Liff said in that that's their offensive strategy of attacking Aiden or whoever is in the center position when, when Bobby Portis actually has some significant minutes. And that's, you know, when, when Giannis went down, I think that they, sh- he, he showed the ability and their other, um, they had another back. Against the there. Hawks, Portis played really played good, good as a star. Yeah, he played really yes, well. He yeah. So I'm not, and s- well, let's be transparent. This is a former Razorback we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying he's, yeah. he is where he is. I mean, he is, should be the seventh, eighth guy. But if, if they get their game plan down where they can use that double, that double center or center power forward uh, combination with some size, I think they could. It seems like to me over the last three or four weeks, I've been able to do more damage on teams than without that. Um, and then the final thing I'd say is, uh, could we say has CP3 had this his whole career, or is this just his time? What 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 exactly had what? So yeah. I mean, is this his? How many finals has he been in? Never. Never. This, this is, is okay. actually this year was the first year he even got to the right. conference finals. So we've we've been talking. We've known CP3 not only for a, a TV commercial or ten thousand, but <laughs> yeah. um, but you know he's been one of the one of the best point guards in in the in the NBA for quite some time. But now in the finals, is it is it just his time, or is it just luck, or is it just they finally figured out the team that he belongs with and they put stuff around it? It's interesting because I do think part of it is he's this is the best fit. He, the Clippers he was on was a good team, but it just they weren't they they ran into they just weren't the greatest team. And then in the in the Rockets he had a really good squad, but it was the Warriors were around and the Warriors were just beating everybody they played against. I mean, when you put Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, and Klay Thompson on the same team with Draymond Green, no one's really beating them. So it does kind of feel like the stars he's got. Not only does he have the perfect team. But then I don't want to put an asterisk by his by this appearance. But the Lakers were up two one, or looked like they were about to go up two one, and then Anthony Davis gets hurt. Then they play uh, they play the Nuggets, who didn't have yeah, Jamal right. Murray. Then they played the Clippers, who didn't have Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Then they were looking like they were about to play the Bucks with a not fully healthy Giannis. And Again, I don't. His ligaments are just different than all of ours. Him yeah. and AP, they just have different ligaments, and all of a sudden, Giannis is fine. So it looks like he's playing a fully healthy Bucks, but it does feel like if you believe in the whole like team of destiny kind of thing, it feels like the Suns are that. Okay, the stars have aligned right. Okay, well, great answer to that question. That's kind of what I was thinking, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, let's. Here's to hoping he doesn't turn out to be more like Jim Kelly. Uh, yeah. Then. Somebody else and never gets it. So 
These things, yeah, um, seems the, good I want to add a little to right that. Way. I I think he, yeah, he I think you're right with the injuries that have taken place that have helped him get to the finals. There's there's no question that that had a point in it. But I think he is with a young team that holds him in such regard that I mean he is I think one of the maybe top ten point guards that I've ever seen. I mean I think he is a legitimate really good point guard. And he's got a lot of good experience. And I think these guys are listening to him and and trying to do what he says. I think he's as, as much a coach of that team as Monty Williams, uh, quite frankly. And yeah. And I, I think it is right place, right time, but he's had some breaks. And and personally, uh, for full disclosure, kind of like we did with Portis, I'm rooting for CP3. I'm pulling for Phoenix. I'd like to see Chris Paul get one. Uh, yeah. You know, I'd like to think Anthony Tacumpo will be back. Um, and he might win this year, but I think it's so. It's a little bit of both, I think, with Chris Paul. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of rooting for CP3 just because I've always been a fan. I do want to mention one. I'm glad we you you brought up Bobby Portis because Bobby Portis is not the star, no. obviously. No, but he does do. He does this. No matter how long they put him in, if they put him in for two minutes or they put him in for ten. I don't know if there is a guy in the NBA that plays harder than he does. He yeah. plays very hard, and he's not like unskilled. Sometimes you have those guys who are clearly in the NBA Patrick because Beverly. they just play hard. <laughs> yeah, they, they just play hard and they dive on the floor. Portis is actually, I think he was like three this year in NBA and three point shooting. Like he shoots mm-hmm. like forty two percent from three. He goes on the offensive boards. He's, he's got skill. He's not yeah. the key. He's not the key to the series, like you said. Drew Holiday is much more important, but. Those minutes that Bobby Portis puts every year, a championship team has like a guy or two that you don't really think about that has sparks, and and Portis is that guy. Plus, clearly the the fans know it in Milwaukee. I love they start the Bobby chant every time he does anything. He he can literally get a rebound and they start chanting Bobby. So it's always fun for a former Hog to to get a little love. And actually, I don't think any Hog has ever won an NBA title. I think he's huh. the first Hog Joe. to compete for an NBA title. I read that stat. I thought Joe Klein. Sit. Did, oh, you're right. Who did Klein right. win with? Yep, yep. The Bulls. The Bulls, right? He was on the Bulls. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was part because he was. I think he had a brief stint on the Last Dance. I yeah. Think. Not, he didn't talk. I he don't did, know yeah. If he talked, Joe, but. Joe showed up in the Last Dance several times. Look at there. Shout out to Joe K. <laughs> Joe Klein, my man. Um. I thought about bringing up a conversation. I think we're going to shelve this for another day because I think it might be best for the next pod about the future or just basketball players and and the, and the players are better and the game's different, but is it more fun to watch? I think this is a more in-depth conversation I want to have at another date. But we are watching. I want to shift sports right now. We're not watching it, but um, the bottom of the first is starting in the All-Star game right now. And, Tony, you're the perfect person to have right here <laughs> in the MLB All-Star game. and. Yeah. I uh, clearly the other three on this pod don't watch near as much baseball as as you do. We don't. I, I tune in a little bit, but not much. But there is a man named Shohei Atane who is not only leading off the leadoff hitter for the AL. He is their starting pitcher and was in the home run derby last Ooh. night and was the favorite for the derby. He didn't win, but he yes, was the favorite. Man. The dude hits bombs. I, can you just for the listener who maybe doesn't keep up with MLB talk about for just real quick how impressive or how um, we've never seen we've only seen things like Otani maybe Babe Ruth is that the only other person comparable? Uh, 
I don't know if we're ready and for that yet. You tell me. I, you tell yeah. me. No, I will say this. He is he is the first player in the mo- in, in modern uh, baseball. Let's say in the last fifty years to say modern baseball because Babe Ruth wasn't modern baseball. But uh, mm-hmm. to, to be able to have the opportunity to play uh, pitcher and a position. Uh, now, two years ago, he he did have an arm issue and had some surgery, uh, and there was some uh, you know there was some discussion of he needs to quit. He's he's got to stop one or the other, but he rehabbed and came back and had a had a good year last year, and he's really come out of the gate strong, and he's definitely a candidate for winner of the week. You know, when you are the starting pitcher and the leadoff hitter in the All Star game, that's pretty bad. The American League, yeah, that's pretty crazy. badass. It's never. I don't believe that's ever happened before. Never. Don't think it will ever this happen is again. Um, but I think he's one of those guys that. He he has that perfect physique for baseball. Long muscles, big frame, strong kid, really puts together bat speed, and then he's he has got some significant hand-eye coordination for him to be able to hit like he does. And he translate that translates that to the other side. Um now purists would say Babe Ruth did what he did without the DH rule. And so he had to play right field on the days he wasn't uh, ah, pitching. So th- that's why we have you hey, on to yeah. add that extra so nugget. For Otani, now I, I will say this: it, it's very the reason it's rare for uh, one of the reasons it's rare for pitchers to do what he's doing is they have a very strict routine between starts, and you're going to go five days. And after you pitch 85, 90 pitches, you're going to have a day off. And then you're going to have this. Then you're going to have this workout. Then you're going to have this workout. Then you're going to throw. And then you're going to be ready for the next game. Then you're going to be off. It, 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 it's a very specific rhythm that starting pitchers have to get into. Uh, he he doesn't have that opportunity because he's out there DHing every day. You, you say what you want to say, but but that means he's taking 500, 600 swings in batting practice every day. Uh, because let me tell you, the other guy they can put in D- at DH, he's taking five or 600 swings. And it's not like this guy just goes out there and he flicks his wrist and goes. So mm. he, it's re- pretty remarkable. I don't know how long he'll be able to keep this, this up. He's a very young guy, uh, uh, under the age of 25, I believe. And, um, so, uh, he's a, fun, he's a phenom, but that's, that's what makes it so. He's 27. Uh, 27. Yeah, okay. 27. So came in at 25. Okay. Cause yeah. Um, okay. And from, you know, uh, um, from outside of, of the normal major league baseball path, and we don't have as many, um, Japanese ballplayers yeah. as we do from other, other countries. And so it, my understanding is a phenomenal young man. He handles himself well. He's doing it the right way. But, uh, it's, I don't know if we'll ever see this again. So just to, just to, Tie up some loose ends. So he did. You're right. He's uh, had surgery to reconstruct the ulnar collateral ligament in his right throwing elbow. So, aka Tommy, having Tom. surgery yeah. on your right throwing elbow. Yeah, that's yeah. that's scary. So, yeah. uh, uh, but I would I did want to ask because he looked to me. I just see the bombs, all the highlights. Like he hits just yeah. It's amazing how it's far a, some of these home runs go. What is he better at? Do you do you have an idea uh, of is he better pitcher or hitter or is it very toss up? It's a you know he's probably a better hitter, but there it's a starting pitcher in in Major League Baseball is probably the rarer find than a designated hitter 
in baseball. Yeah. Uh, there are probably 60, 70 guys that could be a DH on one of those 32 teams. There's probably really 30 to 40 um, quality number one, number two starting pitchers in the th- up for the 32 teams. So he's he has more value as a starting pitcher. Um, and, and so that's, I, I'd say probably. So if you were his agent, you'd be like, I, the bombs are fun, but yeah. if you can, if you can be yeah. Clayton Kershaw, you'll make a, yeah. a chunk of change. That's, that's what I would say. And I think that's where the angels kind of were. Now it, it's interesting, you know, when the angels got him, it, it, it was kind of a, a PR kind of thing. You know, it's, they're like, hey, we're not going to sign unless he gets to do both. And they took the chance that, okay, we'll let you do both. And well, I do. And, and you might know more on this. And I, he did, he had a chance to go. I think he could go anywhere. And he picked a few different teams. And the Yankees wanted them because the Yankees are this type of team. And he chose not to even put them on his list. Maybe I, I've heard that it might be something with warmer weather. He wanted to be in California. But it was interesting. Yeah, and most Japanese players, um, uh, they're 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 very uh, across all of the the different teams across the country. But most Japanese players um, like to be on the West Coast. There's a much bigger Japanese um, national following for the West Coast teams because there's they're not they're three or four hours it's time difference, closer. and they follow they yeah they follow them um, a lot more. Uh, that's why Ichiro played in Seattle for yeah. such a long time. Yeah. And was such a folk I, hero there. I just know Shohei is is fun for me. I remember when he was first came to the Angels and everyone talked about because I you know, I likened it a lot to the Dice K Matsuzaka. I was like, Oh, of course, there's some guy coming overseas who's gonna be the best thing we've ever seen and he's not gonna live up the hype. And so far Shohei Atani is all that noise. Let me ask this, because you brought up somebody that was coming to mind. I heard more about Ichiro at the time when he was playing, and it seemed more of a deal than Otani seems right now. I don't know. Otani is pretty much. Am I wrong on that? You know, yeah. I know he's amazing, but it seems like he should be spoken with reverence. He's doing something Ichiro didn't do. I mean, it's amazing. Now, Shohei has only been doing it for really two years. Okay. Fair point. And he hasn't. This is his. Ichiro was maybe one of the best. Skyrocketing, yeah. And Ichiro did it for a long yeah. time. 20. Ichiro, is, did he end up being the career leader in hits and he started at like 29 or something? Yeah, crazy? don't quote me on that. But yeah, I think you're. I, I, that's probably correct. He played till he was, what, 43? Something like yeah. that. He may have had a hip replacement so, too. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, pops, you might you might be thinking we probably heard about you. You heard a lot about Ichiro because he did it for five years and then kept going for another whatever it was, fifteen or ten years. Where Otani, it's cr- it's crazy what he's doing, but there's probably a lot of skeptics still kind of new. Kind of like what Tony yeah. said. Can you can you keep doing this, or yeah. do you have to pick one or the other? Gotcha. And if you do pick one or the other, will you be yeah. a stud at both? So. Liff, here's we'll your, see. I, yeah. It's a fun story. Yeah, Liff, and if he's still doing this in 2023, he'll replace Ichiro. You, you'll know who he is. Well, and I do. I, if he's yeah, still, I know who he is. I just thought it would be he would get more acclaim. I thought yeah, baseball could use a hero, guys. I mean, and this looks like he's the guy. I mean, oh, there's if he can keep doing this for tw- until for two more years, 
I, this might be crazy talk. I think he replaces as a franchise guy. He replaces Mike Trout as Ooh. the Angels, no doubt. Mike, and Mike Trout is statistically is one of the best baseball players we've ever seen. Man, now hey, if if y'all want to take this to a baseball podcast, we can go down that road. <laughs> but I know you don't. But yeah, I, I'll just say this, and and for the topic that you y'all had put out, but just keep this in mind. I the statistic I heard before coming on the podcast tonight, I believe it is forty two. First time All Star players this year, which is a record. Wow. wow! So that tells you how young <clears throat> the sport is getting, and how many good young players there are. No kidding. So, well, um, I, I don't want to toot our own horn here, but me, we talked about this I, I, when you were on at one point about how baseball, baseball has a changing. lot of good young faces, yeah. Yeah. and this is their opportunity to really try to. Get back because at one point it was the sport to watch, and I think they have a shot at maybe trying to get back, and that's why they they are advertising Shohei a lot. This that he's starting the leadoff hitter and and pitcher. That, I don't insane. know if he's the best pitcher in the AL, but that's insane. It's, you know, pitcher. That's crazy. He's he's not, but he's one of the top ten <clears throat> probably. Wow. Um, moving forward. Oh, by the way, before we move off of, I just want to throw out there as recording this, he went three up and three down in his first uh, yeah. half inning in the All Star game. Um, pitching always going wins to in the, the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's go to the and I don't know if we have much on this because this is going to be the Americans talking about soccer here, and I don't clearly <laughs> watch much, but the Euro twenty twenties. And no, no, I know it sounds like I might have mispronounced that, but no, we're calling it. According to the UEFA, the Euro 2020. And again, this is American complaining about soccer, but <laughs> LJ, is this not the stupidest thing that we're calling it the Euro 2020, even though it's. Are you mad at the Olympics? 2021. The Olympics are uh, this, this Tokyo 2021, 2021, aren't they? The no, Olympics I thought they were Tokyo 2020, weren't they? No, I think. Are they? Oh, oh, oh. I think. The, well, I'm not. I'm pre mad that I'm not mad yet, but I'm about to be mad. <laughs> Let me look Olympics. it up. Let me look it up and make sure. I'm I don't know. I don't mind. certain it. that I've heard they're like, it's Tokyo Olympics 21. They're, they're using the 21 moniker, but obviously mm. they were supposed to be in 20, but. Uh, well, uh, I think it's Olympic Games Tokyo 2020. Yeah. Well, tell me I'm wrong. Being- Yep, I think you uh, are. Well, so give me – then is. if you wouldn't have mentioned that in two weeks, I'd have been mad at the Olympics. <laughs> so now I can go ahead and yeah, get go that take out too. Rile up That's, yourself for the next two weeks, yeah. Well, and I, so I did see – I think it's stupid because, one, uh, as someone who works at, at a news affiliation, we we had put something yeah. out that was about the Euro 2020s because there was – you know, it's a big deal. It's not as big a deal here, but it's a big deal in that, like, worldwide. And it looks like – we get people in the comments saying we don't know the year yeah. and like we have a type. You're like, no, like, no, it's no, Europe. They I don't understand. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand that it's 2021, but since COVID postponed, now we're calling it 2020. And I, I did. So I'll a quick Google search. And the reason was the decision allows UEFA to keep the original version of the tournament, which was set to celebrate the 60th anniversary of the European football championship. A lot of Brennan material had already been produced by the time of the tournament's postponement, so that's why they kept it. Again, money rules everything around everyone, yeah. not just me. So. Right. It's a half a million T-shirts um, they had printed up. Yeah, that too. <laughs> so Italy beats England. I didn't watch much of it. I don't know if you did, LJ. Uh, Italy beats England in the final. I watched the final, which was I was I was all in. I was really was enjoying a hell of a the game. game. It was a great game, but it was tied what one one going in, and they did they had, they had played thirty minutes of extra time or twenty yeah. thirty or twenty minutes of extra time, and then penalty kicks. 
I don't know if this again is the American trying to change the rules. I feel like we should change the rules. Like winning or losing a championship on penalty. How would you kicks? prefer them do Are it? You, you want to just keep playing and, and be tied at the end of every period for the next three days and just doing an endurance. Sun, yeah. Yeah. First go goal wins. Don't they have like the golden a goal? goal? Yeah, you could do the golden goal. Yeah. Golden goal. That's an option. I mean, what you I, you mentioned this in the email. You don't like the college football playoffs? Or uh, uh, overtime? Well, no, 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 no. See, this is where, no, this is where I, 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 in the email, in the note, I mentioned that there might be a little bit of hypocritical. Yeah. I know that's probably not a word, but because I love the college football playoff, but I hate the penalty kick stuff. I mean, I love it. I think it's like, it's, it's the, or college football. Yeah. Sorry. I, I threw that out there first. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I love it. I think it's the, uh, the, the most exciting way you can end a game. I mean, I love it in hockey. I love it in soccer. I mean, I think it's just, I wish there was a way to do penalty shootouts in football and basketball too. Like, let's go. Maybe even baseball. It it's just a home run derby for the it, win. That's what it is. <laughs> watching it was simultaneously like the most terrifying but amazing thing at the same time. It was weird because you think I, I forget the exact layout, but there was a time where uh, Italy stopped them. So now you're like, oh wow. So all all England has to do is score one of the next two, and they mm-hmm. win. So I just was like, England yeah. wins. And then they get stopped on the next yeah. two. And I'm like, oh, Brutal. these guys, I feel so bad for these two players yeah. because they had it won Brutal. and they lost When I feel it. the worst for that one dude that had an open net and hit the crossbar. I mean, that dude's not going to have oh, a good yeah. week. Uh, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I wear, yeah. But I don't know. I, I think the reason, and so I thought about this because the reason I threw it in the email because I've been racking my brain like, why do I love the college football overtime? But I hate the penalty kick. When the college football, for anybody who's unaware real quick college football overtime is you both teams get the ball at 25 that team gets to try to score if they score then the other team tries to score and it's pretty much whatever team outscores the other so it's very similar the only thing is though lj on the college football overtime the entire offense 11 guys are trying to score against 11 defenders whereas that penalty kick the whole game is put on one person's shoulder to make that one kick so what I'm hearing then is you want to abolish the penalty kick out of the regular part of the game too, or no? Do you want to leave that no. in? No, that's different. Well, just, you can't no, wait, that's not. There's not the all box. eleven guys out there. What are you talking about? That's just one on one. The game's what? on the line. Let's uh, see. No, <laughs> but they, there's all all the. I, I, I don't want to throw numbers <laughs> out because then I'll show my uh, soccer un, un, well. uneducatedness. But all the players are out on the field, and then a guy gets tackled in the penalty box. Yes, let's have a free kick, but. Just at the end of the game, say we're doing free kicks, goalie versus they give them, I don't know. They I don't give like them like, like 120 it. minutes to get out of a tie. If you can't get out of that tie, they've got to figure something else out. Soccer is the most run into sport in the, the whole world. Let's be honest. They're jogging half the time. Okay. Well, I mean, it's better than most sports. What? Like, okay. So football, you're, you're in a huddle 90% of the time and basketball, <laughs> true, you don't true, even true. get a full it's game. In. You know, you sit on the bench every time <laughs> very a fair. commercial break happens. Uh, They're just running for Almost 120 straight. They're minutes. running. They got a red wasp after them. Yeah. They're running. <laughs> what a bull. Um, I don't know. I just don't like losing. I don't know. I'm not and a fan again, of the penalty kicks uh, either, Kev. I, I get what you're saying, Al. I mean, I hear wrong. you. Um, I just don't love it. I don't. It's I don't, the most I'll, exciting. Okay, so we also don't love uh, March Madness because everything's on one game instead of a series. Like, no. like no. we can follow this line as far as we want, but I think like the exciting ending <clears throat> that rarely happens. It doesn't happen very often. Um, 
I think let's have it like whatever, like let's go. Let's end this game because people it's a school night and these English kids need to get to bed. Um, I think it's, <laughs> Oh, I'm sure they'll be fine. This, they, bring actually, it, they were trying to bring they it. They actually up. totally uh, canceled school the next day from what I understood. So, um, <laughs> I don't know. I have heard. So just all the, and I'm not, I'm not trying to, even though LJ is the most soccer watcher of us all, but like the, 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 the football, purist all of the penalty kick and they're like the idiot Americans always trying to change the rules. They always watch, watch the sport and want to change the rules. And I get that. It just felt like it wasn't. I love it. I think. And the coolest thing about it is the, the chess game that goes on in their minds as they're standing there staring at each other. This goalie knows where your favorite place to kick it is. um, And you know that the goalie knows that. And so you're playing the, the game theory of like, do I drink the wine in front of you or the wine in front of me? Like it's, I think it's fantastic. Well, (laughs) <laughs> that was fascinating on the call, which these these guys, a lot of times you'll hear us talk shit about the people uh, calling a game. The analysts were talking about Yeah, the guys that, that did it for like, ESPN did it I, well. Yeah. I, I don't know who – it was like the fourth kicker for England or the fourth guy trying to score for England. <laughs> and they were, they were like, uh, well, everyone knows. I guarantee you this goalie, this goalkeeper knows that – he he tries to do this and he goes left, so he's watching that, and it was just the mind game on it. Well, there's very there was that one like, Italian player. What he likes to do is he likes to come up to the ball real slow and wait for any twitch that the goalie makes whatsoever to give away which way he's going, and that's when he kicks it. Right, and I just think like that mind well, game is so what, cool. That's what one guy tried for England, where he like stuttered, yeah. stuttered, stuttered, and then he had a wide open yep. goal when he hit the yep. crossbar. Oh man, that was so bad. Ugh. So that's why it was the it was like both because I had no rooting interest. I kind of I think I was rooting for England just because it was it was clear the crowd was very <laughs> England heavy in in Wimbledon, yeah. and so they were they were uh, I was kind of just wanting to hear the crowd erupt. So I was kind of rooting for England, but also like I just was like this is the perfect moment for the for the guy kicking, but also for the goalkeeper. I feel bad for him if he lets one get by him. So. That's why I feel your point. I feel your point on the the the, the chess side of it, and then just the ups and the downs drama. of the penalty kicks. I went so up and down. I was like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! I feel so bad for them." <laughs> it was fun. I, yeah, it was fun, and I, and I still think we should change the rules. What, do you, what were you about to say, Tone? He, here's the only thing I'll say on it. I know you. I know you They're hate soccer, soccer fans. Well, so, well, yeah. I, I think they just should have. Wasn't it Tony that hated when a guy got hurt on a soccer field? That was Uncle Tony. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hunter, Melvin Gordon, maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you play If you play for three hours and you, you can't outscore the other guy, just call it, hand out your orange slices, and give them their participation <laughs> trophies they go home. <laughs> you know, that's it. Uh, that's a done. good take. That's, that's, you a, know, that's a good take. <laughs> we're here. Let's go down to the pub, and we'll just call it, you know. I will say, you good know, act, just good to, activity just today. To, <laughs> hey, everybody had good exercise, right? That's what it's all about. Log just, your heart rate. Just for transparency, <laughs> I will say at least all of the England and Italy players knew the rules. Uh, not not like Donovan McNabb going into overtime and not realizing yeah. it might just be a tie. <laughs> um, I want to go to winners and losers, but I would be remiss if we talked all these sports and we didn't even mention <laughs> the 2021 Stanley Cup final for our boy mm. friend of the podcast Dr. Payne. Yes, sir. Um I don't know if y'all saw the Tampa Bay Lightning just won its second consecutive second consecutive title beating the Is it I've heard different people call it it's Abs. to me it's the Canadians but they kind of call it the Canadians like they put a little different pronunciation on the Habs. They're the Habs. The Habs, yeah, the Habs. 
<laughs> but I wanted to bring up one, uh, just just throwing this out there. So Tampa Bay Lightning, that is, since the arrival of Tom Brady in Tampa Bay oh my 16 God. months ago, there's been two Stanley Cups, a Super Bowl title, and a World Series appearance. The Tom Brady effect is real. Uh. And then... People went back even further, LJ. I hate this. Just for you. Oh, I lost my link. But it was showing <laughs> you can find it on the internet. But when Tom Brady lived in Oakland or the San Francisco area. I hate this. The Raiders and 49ers just won a bunch of Super Bowls. And then when he moved, just basically wherever TV 12 is, title, title town. I just, I'm going to edit this out. Town. I hate every bit of this. I'm not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me so mad. I don't even know how to handle it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad I got that in then. But I also wanted to bring up because I thought this was very interesting. Have y'all heard about how the Tembe Lightning's Nikita Kucherov is the most hated person in the NHL? Have y'all heard? Any uh, of this? I don't think so. Guess not. Why? So Kucherov, I, again, I apologize if I'm spelling his or spelling. pronouncing his name wrong, but Kucherov spent the entire year on the injured reserve while recovering from surgery for the Tempe Lightning. And then he came back in the playoffs to get 32 points in 23 postseason Dang. games. I think that's good. I don't, I, that you is know, good. <laughs> that looks solid. But, but here's why people are annoyed Kuchero was on the IR the entire year, which means his $18 million did not count against Tampa Bay Lightning's cap room, Ooh. which means they can sign other players. This is an NH rule, NH, NHL rule, and it's very legal. But so they were able to use that money elsewhere. The issue, Cooch was clearly, clearly healthy a few weeks before the season ended. But to make sure that they didn't get screwed on the cap, they just kept him on the IR and had the doctor show that he was hurt. And then he came in during the playoffs. And as we mentioned before, had a very productive playoffs. So people are very upset saying that the Lightning screwed over the rules and they cheated. And that's how they won this title. I ask you, LJ... Do you say they screwed the rules and that's not fair or make the rules work in your I mean, favor? if you could make the NBA playoffs with Drew Holiday on the IR for the entire year, then I think like... And like sign you, another dude. really good player because he's on yeah, the IR. I'm, like, I'm saying go for it. I mean, it, it, like if the NHL has a problem with it, change the rules. Um, make it to where you can't have a healthy player on the IR. Uh, well, I know this has been done before. Uh, most recently, I believe the Chicago Blackhawks used this. Yeah to their favor. So teams have used this favor. And so the NHL knows it's a rule and people have been upset about it before, but I think this was, and Dr. Payne can correct me, but I think this was the most high profile player to not get counted on the cap, hey, but then hey. come back and all of a sudden he looks awesome. Kevin, you know, you know what they say about a man that won't cheat for a Pope. He <laughs> <laughs> don't want it bad enough. Come on, man. That's just a guy cheating for a poke right there, dude. That's good. I think that's okay. <laughs> Tony, are you in the same? Are you in the same boat here? Rules are rules. You know, bend them, break them, use them however you want. Change them the next year if you don't like them. Yeah. That's from the fantasy football yeah. commissioner because yeah. I've been yelled at by one of the people on this podcast. I'm not going to say who. I'm it sorry is. about that, Tony. Many times about oh, that's not what the rule says. It's what the rule says. That's what we. That's what we said it was. <laughs> well, you're not doing that right now. That's what they are. So we can change them next year at the winter meetings if you'd like to. But right now, right that's, now the that's the rule. That's the rule. The best part, though, the best part 
Kucherov leaned into it. So last Sunday, he posted a picture on Instagram. They had already won the Stanley Cup. And the picture was him on a boat with not only the Bucks Lombardi Trophy recently brought to Tampa Bay, but also the Stanley Cup uh the Stanley Cup in his other hand with a shirt that read 18 million over the cap. <laughs> so he is all about it. He doesn't give a damn if you care. They want a Stanley Cup and you can just keep crying because they're yep. the winners. So. He's Gus McRae. I like him. He's Gus yeah, McRae. A man that won't cheat for a poke, don't want to poke bad enough. All right. Now it's time for us to get to winners and losers. Uh, Uncle Tone, this is an area I know you weren't on last week. We started this up. This is where we kind of, uh, just just point out uh, either a winner or a loser of the past week or two mm-hmm. weeks or month. It can be anything. Just something you've noticed that is a winner or a loser. Um, we will start. Pops, did you say you had a winner or a loser? I have, I have a loser. Okay, we'll start. Elgin, do you I have got a winner? winner. I got a winner and a loser. Let me hear a winner. All right, well, so my winner, we're going to go right back into soccer. We didn't stay out for long. Um, <laughs> Let's do the it. Winner, it's impossible the winner right now is the entire year. <laughs> to be penalty kicks, football. Tony. I have a winner in soccer. <laughs> <laughs> the winner is the entire European Union. So apparently uh, the English fans have been just absolutely awful this go round. And so everybody on the entire soccer. continent of Europe uh, was rooting against that little island. And uh, they came out successful. And uh, so I'm happy for them. I'm happy for the entire continent. And and England got real arrogant about it's coming oh, home yeah. and all this stuff out. Soccer started in England. Come well, on, they we, were, this world's been they around were, a long time. You think the first people to kick a ball were in England? They were, they were booing during other teams' national anthems. There was a Twitter thread. I don't know if you saw this, Kev, about them saying some awful things about a little uh, little German girl crying about a loss that they had suffered. I mean, the English fans were on fire with being just terrible. Uh, the players were great. Well, but the fans and were awful. and. Um, and some English fans, and and I'm not saying they're the only people that have done this before because it's happened 100% in America, but they also had some very racist remarks in yeah. people's Instagrams after two kickers, two scores, missed yeah. penalty kicks that happened to be black. So and I'm, you one know of what, them LJ? pointed a laser pointer at uh, Denmark's keeper during a penalty. So they're all terrible, whatever. Yeah. You know, well, so you know what? The winners is the yeah, EU. Winners. We got the European yeah, Union. Screw you, we got Brexit. Big time winners. <laughs> yeah. You got to understand, though, you, England people, they're, they're mad all the time because their teeth hurt. Their teeth are so bad. So the weather's garbage, and they don't have no, any real food. They don't even know what salt yeah, is. Yeah, it's, it's gray all the time. Your teeth hurt. They're falling out your head. You don't even have meth. It's terrible. <laughs> And for any of our English listeners, this is all a bit. <laughs> I don't know. This is Tony. I love English people. I've got lots of friends who are from me. <laughs> Wait, I just like, I don't even know. There was like a famous TikTok that went where they like they sang. I don't even know if it was English people, but it was the accent that was doing it, but truly, madly, deeply. And it was just a big pub. Of sure, sure. That, and it was yeah. great. They can have a good time at a pub. For but sure. uh, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, they know their way around a pub or two. Um Uncle Tone, do you? I know I'm putting you on the spot yep. here. Do you have a winner? I do. I have a winner and a loser. Oh, um, uh, give me your winner. All right, my winner. Uh, it's going to come out of the baseball region. It's not Joey Otani. I'll leave it for somebody else. Henry Davis, catcher for the Louisville Cardinals, was the number one pick in the MLB draft on on Sunday. And the reason he's a winner is not because he's the number one. Besides pick. getting picked number Besides one, pick number one it is is because of this new rule that they've got in the MLB draft. I know Liffer will hate this. Um, you, you, they, they put portfolios together. So, he, so um, 
Henry should not have been the number one pick, but Pittsburgh had three picks in the top 25, so they didn't want to pay Henry as much. So they get Henry at one, probably should have been around 10 or 15, but they save money, so when they got to 20 or 25 with their next draft pick, they could pay a bunch of money to go get kids out of high school. So, hey, we're going to give you the bonus and draft you. So congratulations, Henry Davis, yeah. number one draft pick in the MLB draft. Wait, so, because you took so this less guy money. should not have been a first-round pick, and then he got picked number he one got overall. Picked number one. No one projected him as the number one. His talent was not the number one pick, <laughs> but his – his tenacity and 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 a, his good business savvy got him that number <laughs> one pick. So congratulations, wow. Henry. Well, so and that's how the Rangers ended up with a lighter out of Vanderbilt, right? So I mean, yeah, wasn't he supposed to be like either number one or two? Like he's supposed to be yeah, really high. He slid a little bit because something, something else. But yeah, that. But there were three or four teams that had a a portfolio of picks, and and so they saved their money. But Henry Henry came out of there gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I want to mention. So, did MLB did their draft on Sunday night? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Sunday. Does the MLB afternoon. does the MLB purposely try to just like not get any TV yeah. time? For what are they doing? No. This is actually like their, they could have done it any time. They could have done all this stuff, but they were like, "How about how, how about, about the, we wait till the NBA, NBA finals, finals, which does every other well, night, and sometimes they do even two nights in between." And we're going to pick the night the NBA finals plays. They did mess that That's up. That's what we want to do. It. I think they did it before the finals. This is the first time they've done it. Normally, they do it while the College World Series is still going on, and nobody knows. Hell, they could be doing it from a basement somewhere in Ohio for all anybody knows, because uh, you never see the MLB draft stuff come out. But uh, this year they kind of made it. There were people there. They brought them in. They got to go on stage, and they're trying to top that. It looks like they're going to try to tie it to the All Star Game festivities, so that the draft well, is ahead of the of the All Star Game. And I totally get like so. I, I understand that the NFL and the NBA have a bigger foothold right now, so they can, and especially like people want to know where these college kids get drafted, in the, and especially in NCAA football, they want to know where they can draft to the NFL team, so they can make this a whole weekend bonanza, and everyone's watching. But it almost feels like the MLB just punts on it completely, and they're just like, we under because I never know when the draft happens. I just all of a sudden I'm like, oh. The first overall pick just happened in the MLB draft. Well, okay, but the other cool. thing is a lot of these people and that get drafted aren't going to be playing next year, right? Well, not major leagues at least. Um, no, absolutely not. Whereas dude. like in the yeah. NFL, everybody gets picked is pretty much going to be on an NFL roster. Especially those first yeah. round players are going to There's be. There's a good chance yeah. they'll even start a few playing. games in the first round. Yeah, there's a bunch of Eddie Nuclelushes so, out there in that first round. <laughs> what a they're, name! Uh, they're they're uh, yeah, that's another topic. Yeah, because these guys are getting paid five, six million dollars to eighteen year olds to go play in Paducah, Kentucky, or or and I see a lot of and Waterloo I don't know if we're going to get this, but a lot of them are yeah. a lot of them decide to go back to college because uh, yep. you can now make a hey, little hey, money. Yeah, um. Which I I think the whole uh, name, image, and likeness stuff was that going to be on someone's winner? I didn't even think about it. That's y'all? totally a winner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so it 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 comes right off his uh, MLB thought because I saw a lot of guys. Uh, you know, I keep up just because there might be some fandom here, maybe a little homerism, but a lot of Razorbacks decided to come back and put that uh, hog jersey on them again because I don't know for sure, but I'm I'm guessing that doesn't hurt that you're going to play in front of a sold out crowd. And 
maybe somebody will throw a little little couple dollars your way. So the new rule is all college athletes can now profit off their name, image, and likeness, which that rule is interesting because not every state has laws on how this will work. So it's kind of like if you're saying it's a law, then you follow that. If not, we don't really know. Just kind of – We'll figure it out as we go. So it's not necessarily out of the realm of possibility that, say, a big Arkansas, I think, did pass a law. But like, so say a state that hasn't, a booster for that college goes, LJ, you're really good at playing quarterback. I'd like to pay you $1 million to just shake the hands of everyone at my. Well, you can make money off your name, right? So you can just, like, uh, me as that great quarterback, it's like, oh, hi, LJ Lutheringer, what a name. Here's $5 million, right? <laughs> Uh, technically, technically, technically yes. you're right. Now, you could say if you're if you're looking at it business wise, you'd be like, well, that idiot's not really making a good profit off of this decision. That's not a good advertising. But it uh, you can make you can make poor decisions as a business. That's fine. That is illegal. <laughs> and the NCAA can't really do anything about it. And the funny thing is the, the Miami Hurricanes shocking that the <laughs> Miami Hurricanes are ahead of this. But they had a big gym that's like some big uh, UFC thing. And they paid every player. They're paying each each scholarship athlete a certain amount of money, and so I don't know what it was, but it was it was a enough. To, it's it's interesting. interesting, right? And the way that the rule works, there was a rule that's like you can't have uh, basically salary for these uh, college athletes, and so this right. UFC uh, or this big uh, gym, they're not paying them a salary per se, but they will pay them a certain amount of money that will come. On a certain date <laughs> each year that they're still on the roster. But not a so it's, it's very interesting. This thing is wild. It's a wild, wild west. And the NCAA doesn't really know how to govern it. And honestly, I'm wondering if the NCAA is short. Their whole job was to make sure people aren't getting paid. And so now I don't know what their job is. <laughs> Just schedule games, I guess, yeah. like bowl games. <laughs> Keep talking to Pasadena, make sure they can still use the Rose Bowl. Yeah. But so we all agree, right? So I think all four of us, and Tony, I see you talk. It's about time. These That's guys that, can, literally this is what I've wanted. Of, is right? just that they can make a profit off of them going out and doing it. You've wanted this since I realized even what it was. Yeah, like you've been talking about this since well, I was like a yeah, little kid. I, I think this is going to end up a lot like uh, GameStop stock. You know, <laughs> just to the moon. There for a little bit, everybody's like, "What the hell is this?" And everybody's, "Well, let's buy it. Let's buy it. Well, let's give these kids money. Let's do mm-hmm. it." And then at some point, somebody's going to say, hold on a second. The market doesn't bear that. Yeah, that's not right. And so somebody will come in and they'll they'll figure this out and, and, and there'll be some kind of uh, uh, the normalcy brought back with with rules around it, I'm, I'm sure. So probably dur- I don't, by the I'm just curious to see how, though, because like Pops, you remember that Kofi Coburn, that real big center at Illinois that was really good? Yes. Yeah. He has decided to withdraw from the NBA draft. And go into the transfer portal. As you know, the transfer portal, you can play instantly the next year. I'm not saying he's going to Arkansas or wherever he wants to go, but what's stopping him from just taking the best the offer? first big check yeah. from a booster? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, is that, I mean, I don't know if that's what he's doing. He might honestly be wanting to further his education. And I'm not saying any, I'm not trying to judge him. I'm just saying, what's stopping the next really good athlete going, oh, I might, I might not be a top 10 pick. Why don't I just go see who's going to give me the biggest check and I'll go get to play and dominate at another well, you got school a problem with and that. maybe be a top five pick the next year. I don't. I don't. Um, but it kind of feels like 
the richer getting richer in these big college universities, right? I mean, they might, um, but then it's, it's the same conversation. But this was already happening either way. We were just, well, and it's also the same conversation you have in other situations where, I mean, would you rather go play for maybe a bigger market team? Uh, Cause you know, Syracuse is probably going to have a better uh, market for ads and stuff than Tuscaloosa will. Um, Yeah. But you could probably, you know, get more of your face out there at Tuscaloosa. And then the other thing is, you know, uh, do you want to play, do you want to be the, the backup at a, at a, you know, blue chip school, or do you want to be the starter at like university of Memphis or something like that? Um, so I, I think this still can work out. Well, well. I did read that. I was thinking, I think we talked about this last weekend, LJ, when we were hanging out or two mm-hmm. weekends ago, whatever it was, we were talking and we had kind of had this conversation where it might actually make a, a little bit more even playing field because why would I go to Ohio state to be the fourth receiver when I can go to the universe, like Northwestern, mm-hmm and get paid and be the stud receiver. Yeah. So I'm making more money and I'm playing more, which might mean to better well, and, NFL. And stat. starting I, just I, your I senior year versus starting your freshman year too, is something that, you know, that's going to be a little bit more profitable yeah. too. Um, the other winners though, the big winners, and I didn't have this one picked, but the lawyers, because I've already seen Reggie Bush oh, just yeah. talking about getting his Heisman bag. Terrell Pryor said that he wants the tattoo five, <laughs> which were the, if you know, you know, they want to get back there to win. So I, I think it, it's no one set the precedent yet, but if one person can sue the NCAA for saying I didn't get to make the money off my, which was unconstitutional because y'all wouldn't let me. Yeah. <laughs> so then all of a sudden, if one person wins, all these college athletes are about to file a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. And so the lawyers are about to book all these hours. Mm-hmm. So they're Good the point. winners. Uh, my big winner, though, is now the new coolest person in the world, a.k.a. 14-year-old Zyla Avant-Garde. I think, I think that's how you pronounce her. She just recently won the Scripps National Spelling Bee oh, yeah, by yeah, spelling yeah. Maria, making her the first African-American winner in the tournament's history. But... That's pretty cool to win the yeah, spelling cool. bee, right? But she also holds three Guinness World Records, one including the most basketballs simultaneously dribbled at a time at six. Yo. She was literally dribbling all of them, dribbling them at the same time. And she has a very good basketball career. Like she's actually a stud basketball player. She's really, really good. And then since her win, she has received not one, and again, she's 14, not one, but three full ride scholarships. One being LSU. She's from Louisiana. And the craziest thing, basketball is her top thing. Spelling, she says she does as a side thing. She started spelling and competing two Jeez. years ago, and she wow. just won the national Yeah, and I bet she can stack seven M&Ms. <laughs> <laughs> I bet she can stack as many as you want. Her life goals, these seem, you know, just take these for what you want. Here's her life goals. Attend the University of Harvard or Harvard University, however they like to pronounce it play in the WNBA, and maybe coach in the NBA. That is, if she isn't working for NASA. <laughs> Yo, that's great. Good for her. What this girl is yeah. amazing. That's, that's where you need to Yep, that's what's up. So that's my big winner is Zayla, you are awesome. And it's it's great because now she's she's been all over the place because everyone's realizing the spelling bee does this thing where they like try to – show the kids interest other than spelling to try to show you like even these kids even the nerds do normal kids (laughs) but then they try to show her saying like she's normal and like oh actually she's just an amazing human being that's better than everybody so here we are that's great shout out to zayla um did that get all our winners or do we do we have another one we missed i think we're good right yeah 
So let's transition then to the losers. Pops, I know you have a loser this week. What you got? Uh, well, quickly. I mean, I watched the the match uh, with DeChambeau yeah, yeah, and yeah. Rodgers and Brady and uh-huh. Nicholson. Rodgers is getting on my last damn nerve. <laughs> oh, I am sick of Aaron Rodgers, cocky, arrogant ass, better than everyone's self. I'm just – is he – Supremely talented, yes. I mean, I guess I might want him to quarterback my team, maybe. But he's a maybe. He's, he's a dick. I just think he's kind of a dick, and I just don't. He he comes off as very cocky and arrogant, and I just I'm not a big fan. I'm just not when a he's fan, the quarterback so. of the Broncos, you're going to hear about him a lot. So, <laughs> well, I think I heard this week he's going so. to, back to Green Bay. Is what I think I finally heard, but. Uh, I don't know. Who knows what? I'm just, you know, and I hate that. So you really are you are you off the Aaron Rodgers? I just, I just don't. I just don't like him. I respect his talent. I mean, he's good. He's fantastic. I just think he's kind of a dick. I don't like him. He's going to be hurt to hear that. Yeah. Well, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, hey, Aaron, if you're listening, let's go have a beer. I mean, if you care about. I don't know that he I don't think he cares about anybody's opinion of him. And, and that's probably a bonus for him. You know, you yeah. shouldn't. You should be you. Yeah. And that's fine. Um, he just doesn't. Uh, he's just not my favorite person. It does intrigue me a little that like Devontae Adams is he, he he did everything but say basically he's on Aaron Rodgers side because he realizes who still signs his checks. But like oh, it was a while back ago. But he was like, I ride with Aaron Rodgers no matter what he decides. Yeah. Clearly, it seemed, for a teammate to say that, even though the teammate that he's talking about is trying to leave the organization that I'm tied to, it makes me think he might be a good teammate. I don't know. I'm just just throwing, just you know, playing devil's advocate here. I hear it. I'm just not a fan. That's all <laughs> I got to say. Just not a fan. Speaking of the match, though, is Phil Mickelson not like ideal for those? He's awesome. Oh yeah, I mean Mickelson seems like he'd be great to have a beer with. I, mean, I love that. <laughs> like like not only is he awesome at golf, but like he was jacking around when he talks a little shit, and also just seems like he's a fun dude. Like I, I thought every time I see Phil Mickelson and hear him talk, I like him a little bit more. If I had, if I had ten thousand dollars, I would pay ten thousand dollars to play around a golf with Mickelson. If I had ten thousand dollars, so. Well, you probably have it, Tony. It's just do you want to spend it on that? Not, I mean, not do I want to spend it on a golf? Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, yeah I think I, it'd be fun too. I think he's cool. Yeah, I would. That he would be a fun. I mean, it looked yeah. like Rogers had the uh, Chambo all wired up. You know, hell, they were taking more of Rogers drives for a while than the Chambos that I saw. I didn't watch it all, but he just—I don't know—he's just kind of a dick. <laughs> See, I'm surprised you came out of that disliking Rodgers more. DeChambeau is the worst. You know, I haven't paid much attention to him. He wasn't very, uh, you know, yeah, he wasn't very fun to watch in that. But, uh, I mean, but Brady, you know, I know people don't like, but Brady can be fun. I mean, he tickles me some. Brady's all right. Mickelson's fun. I think Brady's gotten a lot better. He's gotten a lot looser post-Patriots. I agree He'll talk a little bit. I think he actually might be a good guy. I like Brady cool. I think he's fun. Yeah. So, that's my loser. Yeah, he's just... He's just a big loser, LJ. What's your loser this week? <laughs> well, so this was going to potentially be one of my uh, truths in the next uh, LJ is full of shit, but Kevin already knows uh, that this Ooh. one is true. So uh, the city of Fort Smith might have gotten scammed as an entire city. Um, this is one of my favorite stories that I've ever heard um, because I, 
Fantastic. Shout out to Andrew. Yeah. For uh, me. I don't we, uh, so I actually know somebody that's like involved in this. And I'm not going to drop any names because, you know, we're on a podcast and I don't want to libel or anything. But uh, but so someone uh, came up to me. I, I'm meeting him for the first time. And he's just kind of being a little bit smarmy about how cool he is and everything. And then he gets a text and he looks at it and he like chuckles and he says, hey, guess who I'm texting? And he shows it to me and it says UN Arts Ambassador at the uh, top of the thing. It doesn't say somebody's name. It just says UN Arts Ambassador. So I was like, OK, that's a little douchey move, but whatever. Um, so this uh, this arts ambassador apparently uh, uh, allegedly set from sent from the UN um, comes over to Fort Smith and declares the city an international city, one of 10 international cities for arts, uh, culture, <laughs> economic development, and peace or something like that. And then, uh, and then Fort so, Smith, Fort, Fort Smith, Arkansas. Fort Smith, Arkansas. Yes, that one. Okay. Yeah. okay. Um, yeah, Fort Smith. And, and yeah, so I heard this and I was like, that's hilarious that, that Fort Smith would get named that. Well, it turns out that someone reached out to the UN to see who this guy was. They never heard of him before. They asked him, uh, do you, so how many cities have been named a distinguished city for arts, culture, uh, peace and economic development or whatever? And they said, no, that's not a thing that we do. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. So it looks like this guy is a, is a famous artist in Nigeria and, uh, and came over here and just kind of claimed to work for the UN and kind of claimed that he could give out this title. And now, like, the mayor is, like, having to deal with it because he's been celebrating galas with this guy and they've been taking around limo <laughs> rides and stuff. I mean, oh, it's incredible. No. Um, I'm just waiting for more news to keep coming out. It's just my favorite story. I keep reading everything about it. <laughs> <laughs> when I got this shared to me, it's one of those where it has to be, it, it, you know, no free advertising, but it seemed like a Hulu ad, a documentary. <laughs> right. Like, I just can't believe it's yeah. real. Like, it seems like a fire fest yeah, all over right. again. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. Jeez. <laughs> um, Tony, do, do you have a loser? Or do you want me to go first? I have one. If, I'll if let you close it out. I, I do have a loser. Um, and this, this person has not never been one of my favorites, but Stephen A. Smith is my sure. loser of the week. Oh, that, he I'm good stepped with that. all up in it. Dude, can this guy not figure out that he should not talk about people? What did he do? I, I, he I missed this. Speaking, so, speaking of Shohei so, uh, yeah, Otani, so yeah. he comes out. Let there, us know. Uh, Shohei Otani, who we were talking about earlier in the podcast, having a great year and is really becoming the face of baseball. Well, Stephen A. Smith comes out and says, well, you know, that's great. He's doing a good job. But, you know, really the face of baseball ought to be able to speak English. And I get tired of these other guys having their their interpreters behind them. I'm paraphrasing here now. So Stephen A's lawyers, I don't want you to come look at him. But <laughs> the gist of it is he he's got his, a, he's got bigger fish to fry. Trust me, because he's he's basically saying the the face of baseball can't be somebody who can't speak the English language. And yep. and boy, they got him. And he knew it as soon as he said it. Well, what, no, what's crazy, Tony? He doubled down though. Yeah. He had another take after this. He had, like posted a Twitter video where he was like. Here's what I'm trying to say, and it, like he doubled down that the, the the face of baseball can't have a translator, wow. and then he doubled down on the terrible wow. take, and then and then someone I'm assuming someone who may be the vice president to handle Stephen A. Smith <laughs> fuck up called him and said, "Look, Stephen A. You shouldn't have said that." And then he came out and apologized, and and so I'm just and wondering. Then, yeah, he finally had like the notes app where he oh posted, god, yeah, yes. like, they'll write a big you thing know in it's the notes an apology and take a screenshot, screenshot of the so. notes app. So not only did he say something terrible, which, you know, it's like we talked about two weeks ago. Jay Williams, you fucked up. Just say, my bad. I was wrong. That came out differently than I thought it would. Yeah. But he doubled down. He put out a video and doubled down on his Shohei Tani 
can't be the face of baseball when, so, later. And then as Tony <laughs> said, somebody reached out and was like, Hey, yo, uh, Stephen A. <laughs> Quite frankly, that's a terrible take, and you need to change. Well, and, that. and I think, that's and I think that person did a good job because it's, it would seem that they told him, "No, no, don't make another video. Just text, please. Just text." Just, <laughs> so, so here's why he's. And, and, we do not need another video, Stephen. So let, let me say this, and, and, and so everybody makes mistakes, yeah. right? But the real reason for me that Stephen A. Smith is a loser of the week, he keeps doing yeah. this shit yeah. and i don't know you know espn has just been a bloodbath for their commentators yeah. over the last two or three months with it's the, been a tough it's with been a tough financial bit, stuff and how does this guy keep hanging around after he's been suspended what five six times over his career for stuff he's for derogatory comments he's made that were were not correct so he's a loser in my book and he's still a loser and for me he's straight with you straight with you so I will throw out, I, I respect him for his grind because at one point I saw him, he was Thursday night, he was in uh, Phoenix covering the NBA. Friday he was on SportsCenter. And then on Saturday he was in Las Vegas for the McGregor fight, which I I don't know why he's commentating the correct <laughs> McGregor fight. He, not, not that I know a ton about fighting, but he he knows about like <laughs> I do. And so they flew him out and he does that. And then the next day he's back in Milwaukee Covering the uh, the Bucks finals game, and he's on Sports Center late at night, and then he's back on first take early in the morning. So the dude works like crazy, so maybe that's why he gets paid a lot. But that might be also why he says, "Yeah, he needs." It sounds like he needs a nap and a bath. Is what he needs. Yeah, it's because they fired all those commentators, man. They ain't got nobody. Oh no, we've only got Stephen. Actually, though. He did, though. I'm, Tony, you brought it up. He pulled out the rare uh, today as of uh, the 13th on Tuesday. He pulled out the rare double apology where he not only apologized for the Otani stuff, but and this was a video. But this one, LJ, I don't think was an impromptu sure. Stephen A video. I think this one was like, well, let me get you in the building. Let's produce <laughs> right. this one up a little bit. Write your script. But he got into the building and he had, I apologize for the Otani thing. And he apologized because on the same day the Otani stuff happened. He had some. Te- he, he was talking about Team USA losing Nigeria, and just talked a bunch of shit about Nigerians and oh, how their names are God. stupid. And I'm like, Stephen A. <laughs> Stephen A. He's a loser, man. He's a loser. Mm. God, <laughs> it's one thing to have the, the apology. The double assholes. apology is something. <laughs> it's like an albino deer. You don't see the double apology very no, that's, often. So that's impressive. It was, it was a rare sight. <laughs> Well, he's a loser. Yeah, Stephen A., it's been a tough week. That's a good that. loser, Tony. Uh, yeah, good loser. Thanks. Thanks. That, Thanks. That's a good one. Well, Kevin, over Especially to you, Especially putting man. Tony on the spot. That was, yeah. that was a good one to come up with. <laughs> um, my loser, and we'll wrap the losers up with this, and my loser is uh, actually, and this seems tough, but my loser is oh, us. Oh, no. <laughs> us, as in, as in the consumers. Okay, okay. So oh, not the podcast. You've probably seen the stories on the news lately about how the prices of goods yep. are going up and the pandemic and all of the other stuff is raising the prices and com- consumer reports show that we're just, everything we have to buy, whether it's gas or, or groceries, no matter what, we're paying more for it. And it's because there's a shortage on every damn yep. thing out there. Well, an article I stumbled across on, on NPR.org from Greg Rosalski. He warns about that we shouldn't worry about inflation, but more so the devious cousin of inflation, shrinkflation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So inflation is when the price of something goes up, right? Well, shrinkflation is when the size of stuff 
like the, the, the size of the thing goes down, but the price remains the same. So to put it in perspective, General Mills recently shrinked the size of its family-sized boxes of cereals from 19.3 ounces to 18.1 ounces. But the guy in the article says they actually tried this out. They went to a store, and at the front of the store where cereal sold, they picked one up, and it was the brand new boxes. But they went to the back and found an old box, and they compared the size, and one's larger than the other. They took them to check out. Cost the same amount of money. So what we're talking about here is smaller bags of chips. Your soap is slightly mm-hmm. smaller. Your toothpaste tube, little bit smaller. You name it, they're just they're shaving off a little bit. And shrinkflation typically comes in waves, typically around inflation, because because when higher production happens, they 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 either can raise the price of the product or they can shrink the size of the product. Which studies show we notice the yep. price increase. We notice that dollar increase on our damn whatever soap we're buying, but we won't notice if it's a little if bit you smaller. Get so less assault, we're all yeah. just getting hit with the okie doke every time we go to the grocery store when we think we're buying that one product that's not being raised, but it probably oh, yeah. is being I shrinked mean, prices a little go bit. Up, you're, you're screwed. Prices go down, you're still screwed. The company's going to come out all right. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, it's one of those things we've all known about. Like, you know, you get those chips and you're getting more air than yeah. you are chips and you wonder what's, <laughs> what the, what the, what's the, like a old Jerry Seinfeld. Like, what's going <laughs> what's on? But it, it's, it's, it's a real thing, and body. apparently, like studies show, we notice the price, but we don't notice the shrink. Like we notice the shrinkage, but we're not going to actually look up to see if the shrinkage really happened. We just like talk about how it seems like that double cheeseburger got smaller at McDonald's. We don't actually check. Fair to enough. See, Fair know? enough. Yeah. So we're losing, <laughs> brothers. Fair enough. <laughs> um, we typically move on here from. Some some bougie thoughts, but I don't think. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think we have any bougie thoughts. I got no right, bougie guys? anything. Yeah, <laughs> no bougie. I'm but pops, you were on. You were on the road. Can we? I I just want to make sure it's it's fine to say names, right? I mean, I think so. Yeah, you're on the road, with Papa Herschel. Right? <laughs> yeah, I was the man. So you may or may not have a couple of things either learned from the road or maybe some sayings from the road. Because so can you just enlighten us here, please? Well, so I don't know if I want to tell you this since you figure out the context or just. Uh, <laughs> but but so the first one, the first one, we're just I, I'm going to give you the context. We're driving down the road. We're going to the airport and this Porsche Cayenne or whatever just comes and just cuts us off yeah. on the interstate and driving real fast. So Papa Herschel just says, well, just blow it out your homesick ass. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell is that, Papa? Homesick ass. Blow it out your homesick ass. Love it. Love it. Is what he said. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So just some other just things that came out during the weekend. Uh, For like, if you see a knucklehead, you might say they're crazier than a pizza peach orchard boar and i guess maybe a boar that gets what? in a peach orchard gets a little crazy oh, i don't maybe know with the, with gets a little wild peaches, a little fermentation yeah, I guess yeah they, reindeer they get a little too. crazy right. uh this one's just in general uh i don't know if you know this but it seems to be important a farting <laughs> mule never tires <laughs> <laughs> 
That's just a thing. Like, there, is there science to back that up, or that's just well, that's I facts. mean, I think it's a fact. I mean, if you need to, you know, expel a little gas, uh, you always feel better. So, <laughs> I guess perhaps also means you got food in your belly. Yeah. So, so a farting mule never tires. Love it. Um, shit and two is eight. <laughs> Love it. I, shit that and two is, is eight. eight. Yeah, the math checks out. I mean, yeah, that's. I mean, so apparently shit is six, but <laughs> <laughs> shit and two. Is eight. I have no idea what that means. I love it though. Yeah, I don't think he does either, but it's a good saying. <laughs> I'm going to use it so, a lot. <laughs> yeah, shitting two is eight. So that's another one. And then, like, if you do something stupid, he would say something like, Well, hell, Been there. I just feel like I shit and fell back in it. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. Those are some Papaw originals. <laughs> that's good. Uh, that I jotted down that, uh, you know, may serve you. Yeah, no, I'm sometime. gonna write all these down myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so I'm I'm learning that I should just have my my notepad out whenever whenever I'm around Papa. Just just have my notepad out because you never well, know because shit into his eight. You know, our Swedish listeners are going to be the coolest people they know. You know, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> what is? Can we elaborate on what that exactly means? Like, what was the con- shit into? Makes you know, eight, like, typically he'll say that thing, we're just thing? we're just kind of sitting around, and all of a sudden he'll just go, "Well, you know, shit and two is eight. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, yeah, it's just like, you know, when you say something like, hmm, "Well, you know, shit and two is eight. So <laughs> that's how it is. <laughs> I'm about to look it up on the. Oh, there's an Maybe urban dictionary for shit and two is eight. Yeah, um, an expression used when something unpleasant I bet has Pat happened. Paul is the one that wrote is this. happening or will happen. A fun saying. Oh crap! For crap's sake, or oh man, similar. I, so that doesn't make any sense, but that's apparently what it means. Well, just just know if you're ever in doubt, shit into his eight. Uh, shit into his eight. Shit into his. Gotcha. Shit into his eight. Yep. Yeah. And blow it out your homesick ass. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, I don't know if we have a, a what you're watching or what you're listening to, but we'll get to that I, I, while we're running the end of this, just so we make a full at the end instead of the beginning. Pops. So the finals game will happen. Game four will happen uh, after, obviously, this is posted. Prediction. Give me something. You know, I'm going to predict. And you can also have a serious prediction because by the time we come back. And we're not sending this part early to Milwaukee so you can talk freely. No, but (laughs) Coach Bud isn't getting this one. He's just getting our our, uh, tips. I am concerned about uh, the the problem with with Aiton. I don't know that uh, Phoenix figures that out yet. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pick Milwaukee to win at home. And so I don't think I, I think it's going to the series will be two two when we when next when this comes out, and I think game five will be amazing. The pivotal game, pivotal five. game five when the series may or may not. Start. So if I had to, I agree with you on that game four. I agree with you. Do you have a pick for the series? I'm still going to pick Phoenix for the series because I I think Booker's got to get over that broken nose. I know he got hit in it. I mean Booker's amazing. Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton. Um, I, I'm picking Phoenix still to win the series. I think it could go seven, and it's going to be close, very close. To start, I had Suns in six, and I will say I'm close. I'm close to switching to Milwaukee in six or seven, but but I'm going to hold off. I'm gonna. I'm not going to. You know what? No, actually, uh, it's the, the what is the saying? In there, something like something. Shit into his eight. Is that too? <laughs> well, I heard that one. I'm gonna go bold. I'm gonna say Bucks win in seven. We get a classic NBA Finals. It's gonna be really good next few games because it's kind of been some blowouts here yep. recently. 
but we get some good games. Um, what? Here we go to the what you're, and it's kind of a fill in the blank. It can be a what you're listening to or what you're watching. I'm only giving the watching part because I haven't been, I don't have a new artist for you guys, so it's just for me. Um, Pops, what are you listening to or watching? Well, I started watching last night on HBO, or The both. White Lotus, and it looks intriguing. I will say that. We will, we will see. I'm not sold on it, but okay. I'm intrigued. Okay, so you're not saying it's a go, but you're saying it's got some it, it's got some. I'm attention. definitely going to watch the second one, for sure. The White Lotus. It's interesting. I will. You mentioned HBO, and I want to mention it because uh, Tony's here. Hmm. Tony and you both mentioned uh, Mayor of Easttown last time I think Uncle Tony mm-hmm. was on. That was definitely worth the watch. I'm yeah. not going to say anything more because I don't want to spoil anything, but if you haven't, I'm glad y'all put me onto that because it was good really, show. really good. good. I enjoyed it. Um, LJ, do you have a what you're either listening to or watching? Yeah, or listening both? to. Uh, I've got this song that I've been listening to called uh, "Lovers Carvings" by Bibio, B-I-B-I-O. Um, and the the what I really like some help on is if someone could listen to it and tell me where I know that song from. It's it's a cool song, but I can't remember. It's like from a movie or a commercial or something. Like I know this song. So what's what's the name of it? Lovings Lovers Carvings. Are you sure it's not Lovers Cravings? No, it's Carvings. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> no, Bob Bibio. I yep. think I got it. Tony, you just shit and fell back yeah, in I, it. Yeah, I shit and fell back in it. <laughs> <laughs> guys names are the guy or girl b-i-b-i-o yeah i think it's a band name they have a farm yeah <laughs> that's exactly what i was thinking is he old mcdonald <laughs> that's where no, i know I, it from yeah. damn it <laughs> no but seriously uh, give it a listen uh, tell me if you it, recognize it because i want to know where i know it from. okay uh, lovers carvings. lovers carvings. okay what about you tone what do you got so I've been watching a lot of television. Lately. Yeah, <laughs> I get curious. Um, so this is a perfect time for let's 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 go. We can rattle a few off. Yeah. Well, the big one I'll mention is uh, Letterkenny. Oh yeah. Oh, it's what? fantastic. Letterkenny. And I am I am hooked on Pops, this. I, real quick, Tom. What is it? Letter Pops, what? Did you Kenny. watch Letterkenny? Letterkenny. Okay. Did you watch The Office, Pops? I don't think you ever here and there. No, guy. I didn't watch it all. No. I, well, to me, Letterkenny has some of the greatest dialogue I've heard in a it's TV incredible. show in a long time. It's the way they pop off, yeah. and, it, and it's Canadian, and so it's it's this group of guys in this town, Letterkenny. Uh, it's the town of five thousand people, and these are their problems. <laughs> and um, uh, so, but it's it's got a ringleader, you know, a leader Wayne, and then his his buddies Derry. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> to be fair. To be fair. Um, and so they have all these little sayings that they do. And um, but I, I will say this and not to get too too much into it, it's hilarious. You've got to listen at really hard because you'll miss a lot of funny yeah. shit if you don't. Um, but they they coincide and it's about pride in the town. Yeah. And so you've got the the hicks, the skids the, and the hockey players, the, the skids yeah. and the hockey players. And they're always fighting either the degents from <laughs> from up, upstate up country, up country, yeah. <laughs> up country, up country, or um, from the the folks from over. At well, the Pitter, Keep well, Pitter Patter, let's get at Pitter her. Pitter Patter, I mean. let's get at her. You know, souls. I was wondering, and so anyway, it's just I keep finding myself talking like a Canadian if I'm not careful. Yep, yep you know, definitely. And uh, 
but uh, it, it's an awesome, awesome show. It, the, the dialogue is phenomenal and it's been getting better every season. And, uh, and so I'm in, I've through season three, working through four of nine. Yeah. Oh, wow. And, uh, Enjoy. It's one, it's one multiple, it's one of multiple awards in yeah. Canada. So it's yeah. hilarious. And so it just, just I want to live in Canada show, because of that show specifically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not in the right. city in, in wherever Letterkenny is. Absolutely. I'm, I want to be the bartender at Modine's, <laughs> except I do not want to sit next to that lady. <laughs> And they even if and they even for the the rap fans out there they reference they reference some Eminem where they were like vomit on your mom's spaghetti or whatever yeah. that mm-hmm. talking singer yep. says. Oh so. yeah. <laughs> and and honestly, they have some of the it best is, choreographed fight scenes in like any show I've ever. It's oh, so yeah. cool. The the fight montages yeah. are fantastic. I love it. Yeah, yeah. And the, uh, the creators and and uh, are uh, the guy that's uh, Wayne and then uh, Glenn mm-hmm. the. Um, what we think is a homosexual um, preacher. We're not sure, but we we really do think so because he keeps taking his underwear off when it's hot. So. You got to watch this show. That was the perfect. That was the perfect tease for the show. It's just like that happens, you know. And take Fantastic that what you will. Show. Take that for what you will. Take it down about twenty percent, there, buddy. <laughs> Uh, my, what you, I think I, I might've mentioned it before, but I finally caught up is I watched all, I'm caught up on all the Dave stuff. Oh, so I'm I need all to get in it. on little Dickie's show. Dave, I'm the season good. two is really good. And then this isn't what I'm watching, but what I'm getting ready to watch. And I don't even know if they've put out when it's coming, but I'm so ready for the new season of Yellowstone. I cannot Me wait. Too. I know pops yeah. is on the Yellowstone wagon. God, I just got I, I mean, got so tired in the last season. It's like, come on, guys, would you just resolve something? And so I never made it through <laughs> the end of season three. So I got to go back. I know I want to do it, but I just got so tired. Would you shut her up? <laughs> would you smack him in the mouth? Would you sit him down? Just anything. Just do anyway. I did sorry. feel like so looking back, I do feel like season three kind of drug on Ooh. and they kind of like. Just teeter totter, but they did a good job of ending to where I'm. I'm all in. Yeah, I have I, to know what's going. I on. I got to see those last season four. four episodes, I think, and I'll be caught up. And then I did. I did finally. I caught up on Better Call Saul. Oh, I watched all Better Call Saul. So yeah, that's a good one. I've watched so all good. that. I don't know if I love the way it ended because it just kind of like think there's I another it was season really, coming. Kev, I think. Which, uh, is there? What show is that? Do you know what, what we're talking that, about? Kevin? Better, Better Call, Call Saul. Saul. Did you watch Breaking Bad? Oh, Better Call Saul. Oh, yeah. That's that's next yeah. up on the list this week. As soon as I get caught up on Letter yeah. Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was very, very good. I'm not trying to hesitate anybody from watching it. I just felt yeah. like, the, at least from what I finished on, it was just like, oh, that's it. Okay. And so maybe they're teasing to the- I think the there's more. I think, I think too. Yeah. But I, I might be behind the season it was, two. It was so. getting spicy. But uh, I think that about does it for us. A good pod wrapping up. Does anybody else have anything else or are we, are we good to go? Thanks, guys. I appreciate the invitation. Yeah. Love good it. Glad to you're go. here. Yeah. You, Glad to have you, always, Uncle Tony always has an invitation. You pretty much just got to say, I'm coming <laughs> on. And we're going to say, well, we'll make room, baby. 
<laughs> All right, that'll do it for another episode of the Just Press Play Pod. Make sure that you check out Spotify yes, Green sir. Room. You can download it on any of your apps, either the Google Play Store or the App Store. It is the best way to check out any event you're watching, whether you're watching it or you're in the post game, maybe even the pregame. Your favorite athletes, analysts, whatever you want, are going to be there. They're going to be talking about the event you want, and they'll even be answering your comments. So it is the best place to go. Uh, also make sure you check us out on Facebook and Twitter. We're going to post the pictures of the Lithuania team that was sponsored by the grateful (laughs) dead and much more. So make sure you're following us on there and then subscribe, like us on uh, either Apple podcast or Spotify or wherever you get your pods. And it really helps if you leave us a little rate and review, even if it's, preferably just a good review, but a rate and review. Nonetheless, it it helps no matter what. So we thank you for listening and we will catch you on the first baby. Peace out. Peace. The day is here already.